Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing? You can't sleep through an episode like this. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Trendsetters Media Podcast. I'm Carson Foley, the host. We're kicking off another series today titled The Trendsetter CMO Series, a series where our founder Jake sits down with some of the world's most creative and innovative CMOs. On today's show, Jake sits down with Melanie Hewitt, the CMO of Serta Simmons, the most innovative company that revolves around, you guessed it, sleep. Today, Jake and Melanie will discuss some incredible topics like marketing to Generation Z, TikTok, what Serta Simmons is doing to help the victims of COVID-19, and so many other amazing topics. So if you want to gain more knowledge on Generation Z, how big companies are truly impacting the world, this is a terrific discussion. Don't sleep through it. What's going on, everyone? Today, I'm joined by the CMO of Serta Simmons, Melanie Hewitt. And today, we're going to be diving into several discussions um, regarding Gen Z, millennial, new brands, even I think TikTok as well. So this should be an interesting uh, podcast episode. I'm hoping you get you know great value out of this one. Um, so I guess before we jump into things and, and the, the nuances of the marketing realm, um, could you guys could you give us kind of a bra- like a background of the brand um, and just kind of a, a quick touch based on that? Sure, Jake. Thanks for having me on today. And uh, so I work at Serta Simmons Bedding, and we have four mattress brands that you might know of. So we have Serta Simmons, Vitarest, and Tuft and Needle. So we merged with the startup last year, and uh, essentially we're busy trying to help people sleep better. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's an important cause. I could talk about uh, the benefits of sleep and other things for those that kind of know my uh, nerding out on the biological side of things. But for now, uh, yeah, I think, you know, we know the, the importance of sleep and it's interesting, you know, where mattress brands play into that. Um, and there's obviously been some recent headlines uh, in the past few years, uh, you know, from some other players in the space, you know, such as Purple, such as Casper, some others. I'm very curious to hear uh, that combined with, you know, all these new digital mediums and platforms and channels. There seems to be some new app with millions of users on it out every six months. How do you as a CMO continually stay on top of that to keep, you know, the existing marketing and branding moving, but also look ahead to the horizon a little bit? Yeah, it's, it's tough in today's environment to continue to stay on top of all the trends. So I, I watch a lot of media every day and I read a lot. Um, so some of my favorite newsletters are about Gen Z and millennials. And so I scour the news for business headlines as well as, you know, what's our audience doing? Yeah. And then on top of it, we do, we do a lot of consumer research. So we're constantly talking to our consumers about what do you need? And I also live with two Gen Zs. I have two daughters that are nine and 12 and they help keep me on top of what's going on with, with younger people. 
Of course, that's awesome. That's the best consumer insights you can ever get, right? <laughs> Direct right. from the source. Awesome. Yeah. And regarding Gen Z and millennial specifically, um, I know there was a recent you know, brand launch uh, that, that is geared towards that demographic. Could you provide a little bit of insight into you know, what that is? And then also, I think more importantly, how that came to fruition and, and how you as a brand kind of thought about uh, that new product development ultimately launch. Yeah, so I got to Serta Simmons about a year ago. And when I got there, we really needed to do a lot with our brands because our brands were pretty old and dusty and trusted, but not very exciting. And so we knew there was a big opportunity to change all of that. And when I was looking at the brand portfolio, there was a really big gap. And that gap was we didn't have any brands speaking to to young people who are coming into the marketplace, who have spending power. Um, and we didn't have a way to, to talk to them or attract them yeah. without being specifically the, the, gen, the older Gen Z and the younger millennials. Mm-hmm. And so when we took that a little bit further, we're like, okay, here's, here's the opportunity. How do we make this opportunity come to life? So in I march into this boardroom of 50-year-old men, <laughs> and I basically tell them, I'm going to take the 150-year-old Simmons brand and rebrand it for young people, and we're going to be the first Gen Z hassle-free crash pad. Yeah. So I had to explain what crash pad was. Yes. <laughs> you can imagine the conversation. Yes. And uh, so I, I left there with their buy-in. And what we have done is we've created the first branded mattress specifically speaking to this audience. So Simmons is available at Costco. It's, it's really fun. It taps into the insight that, you know, when you're younger, um, you don't have enough time for sleep. You're busy doing things. And really, you just want a simple transaction. Like, give me something comfortable to sleep on. Yeah. And so our goal yeah. is it's a great value. It's a great product. And we're going to have a lot of fun yeah. along the way. That's incredible. And I love that that story, how you queued it up of walking into the boardroom, 50-year-old men. Hey, guys, you know this brand that's been around for 150 years? Yeah, we're going to do this instead. It's just like I think there's such a level of courage as required in modern day, you know, well, I wouldn't say modern day marketing, but there's such a level of courage that is required in marketing. And something we always tell our listeners um, is that you got to be sometimes courageous. You got to be out of the box. It does have to make sense with data. So for those that don't know, she likely didn't, you know, walk into the boardroom with an idea she had that morning. You know, there was probably some research there, uh, so some actual insights, development, and such. So you got to back it up. But you know, great ideas are the foundation of a lot of things. And and so now that that you know brand is out there, uh, and, and we kind of have you know a rollout plan. Uh, what are your thoughts in terms of reaching those demographics? What are some channels or, or campaigns that you might see on the horizon? Great question. So again, with all the, the reading I do, it's there's been a few clear trends. And one of those trends is that TikTok is becoming one of the hottest platforms. And then also thinking about who it is we want to reach, that per audience. And then on top of it, the Simmons brand positioning is really that the the mattress is your stage for life. So we are doing fun things in our advertising, like having people dance on the mattress or thinking about um, how you use the mattress as, as a stage to, to play games. Or really, it's just all about being silly. So with that, it led us to a natural conclusion with our, our media agency and our ad agency that we're going to launch on TikTok. Yeah. And I think we might be the first brand ever to fully launch just on TikTok. Oh, it's just so on TikTok? Will, I, yes. That's we don't have be, any other... That's got to be the first. 
I, I think so. I, I study a lot of TikTok and a lot of brands. I don't know any that are just on. This is incredible. So it's exclusive to the platform in terms of the content that's going to be pushed there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. And we, we love TikTok. And so I love everything about the platform. I like that it's fun. I like that the that the videos are short and engaging and that consumers can make their own content and you never know which one's exactly is going to peak. And I think it fits the brand really well. And so that's planning to launch in June. We wanted to, to get a little bit more product out into the, into the distribution. Mm -hmm. And then also uh, we have a website, Jake, that we're getting up and running. So we wanted to have that up as well. So consumers could kind of could look around and find us. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. That makes sense. Driving it back too. Uh, you know, some conversions there. So yeah, that, that's, that's wildly interesting, you know, and I think that's, uh, that's, that's a serious step. And so, you know, I, I, I can applaud your courage and our, our head of social media, she, she's kind of like in the TikTok influencer crowd. Uh, so she would, she would definitely be stoked to hear that. Uh, now on a less, <laughs> good, you know, maybe she wants to dance on a mattress for us. Hey, I think she'd be up for it. She's, I think she's just hit 2 million. So she's, she's right there. So um, yeah, but, but anyhow, so we, we have TikTok. That's what I would say. TikTok's really been what I would say is a, kind of a beacon for hope right now, uh, regarding, you know, Gen Z and millennials, just because with quarantining and social distancing, the content, uh, you know, on the app has exploded. There's always new challenges, new trends. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a positive movement. And so that's great with TikTok, but you know, what, what is the cause of that is something, you know, not so good. And, and, and so a lot of brands right now are in, are in an interesting point where, you know, we want to continue growing and we want to continue doing the things that, that, that we had initially planned, right? But a lot of the world is, is kind of slowed down and halted. You know, what, what has your brand, um, you know, done thus far in response to COVID-19? Um, and how do you, you know, what has that approach been? Because, you know, I'm sure there's playbooks for what happens when something goes wrong. How do we do that? But for something of this magnitude, there's really no specific game plan that, that prepares for, you know, a pandemic level. Yeah, there's not. And I've, I've led some, some pretty, through some pretty tough business situations in the past. So I was the leader on the slim fast, um, product recall several years ago in my career. So I've, I've had some, some experience in crisis marketing, but this is completely different because it didn't emerge all at once and it's been a slow build and it's been really impactful. And so a couple of things I did is the first thing is we got together as a team and figured out our pivot for COVID plan, which looks like how do you behave in this new environment where retail's basically shut down and people are at home. So we made some, some clear pivots to, selling in viable channels, trying to open new channels, and then preparing to win big when we come back to normal. Yes. And when I think about the, um, the opening new channel area, that's really brainstorm now. How do we help during this time, this really, really tough time? What, what's our role as a company? And because we're a sleep company, we decided that our role was pretty clear, which is we should donate beds. And so Sleep's important for your health, and when you're sick and you need to recover, sleep's really, really critical. Mm -hmm. So CERTA actually made a donation of 10,000 beds out to the New York City area, because that was the area in the most need. And now, Jake, we're actually in the process of making donations in the L.A. and San Diego area. And then as other cities have um, places of need or they start to emerge more on the radar, we'll try to help out there as well. Yeah, yeah. 
That's incredible work. And I always love seeing the private sector in particular, you know, jump in um, and, and help in times of crisis and of need. And, and something you mentioned that was interesting was, you know, what is the role we play, you know, in, in the lives of the average consumer and, and specifically being sleep? sleep. Um, I'm curious to hear how you go about, you know, telling that story. And there's a lot of different ways to do so, you know, but, you know, how do you distinguish, you know, what is our role, you know, not outside of, you know, COVID-19, for the day-to-day consumer um, and the day-to-day marketing, how do you distinguish, you know, what that that role in the consumer journey should be? Because they are going to spend, you know, six to 10 hours, you know, on, on a mattress every single day, right? Uh, or at least they should be. And so technically it, it takes up a large percentage of people's livelihoods, but it's probably something, you know, obviously forgotten. And sleep is something that we consistently take for granted. The, the modern consumer, particularly these younger generations, are prioritizing health. So perhaps they, they take greater awareness towards sleep. But I'm curious to hear how you go about determining, you know, what is the role we truly play in our end consumer's day-to-day life? Jake, it's a great question about how we're impacting consumers' lives. So the mattress is not something that's top of mind for anybody. And basically, you can ask somebody what they sleep on, and most people will give you a dumb look like, why are you asking me that question? And no, I don't know, (laughs) which is okay. It means that if you're sleeping well, you're happy. And so mostly what happens in the the mattress category is until there's a a problem, nobody really goes shopping. And that problem could be I had a baby. So I, you know, place for my child or, you know, now I don't feel so good in my mattress. I'm waking up or um, you've moved locations, lots of things prompt to purchase, but the role of sleep is critical. So the more we study it and the more we learn about it, it's, it's all about your physical and cognitive development. And the best thing you can do for yourself is get good sleep. And also if you're really into to working out and trying to be healthy, if you want to put on muscle and meet your fitness goals, Sleep is actually really, really important for delivering that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, certainly. It's probably the most taken for granted, uh, you know, what would you call it? Just medium channel, you know, something you can do to stay healthy. It's like we're going to do everything but like eh, sleep seven hours every night. I can't do that. But yeah, I can take all the supplements of the world and work out for three hours a day and do this, that, and the other. And so, you know, it's wild that we sometimes forget that. And now, not only in the fitness side, but also spilling over to what I would call kind of the business professional community, the the nootropic entrepreneurship, like how do I, you know, maximize productivity and efficiency. Um, so it is interesting, you know, how you play in that, but then also how you remain top of mind. And, and something I'm curious to hear, you know, being that likely not everyone knows, you know, what is the mattress I even have? What is the mattress I purchase? Is how you brand, how you essentially build brand loyalty in that arena. Um, and obviously some of the initiatives you mentioned earlier, I think are incredible ways to do so. Just tailoring, you know, a specific brand and product line specific to that demographic. But, you know, in terms of building brand loyalty, it would have something that might not be coffee, for instance, like Starbucks, where I'm consuming it, I can taste the difference. You know, you know, a mattress might be subjective. Like, how do I, am I, am I really an expert on like how I feel, you know, when I'm in a mattress? Likely not. So I'm curious to hear uh, your approach to building brand loyalty. Is that something you're actively thinking about? And if so, 
Um, you know, what are some strategies or tactics you've used in the past or currently that have done a, done a decent job in, in, in achieving that? Absolutely. The whole reason I have a job is to build brand loyalty at Serta Simmons. There was not a CMO, a full-time CMO in place before I joined. Wow. And so my remit walking in the door was we have to build brands. And the reason that that changed was the advent of Casper and Purple and all the D2C guys coming on now all of a sudden mattresses are a branded category and by the way the competition's more than it was before and so the great thing is is Serta has a great brand presence it's actually the number one brand amongst millennials the most recognized and everybody loves the Serta sheep and we had kind of we were using our Serta sheep enough and it was one of those aha moments of Everybody loves the sheep. Why aren't we do, using sheep all the time? Yeah. And so since I've been on board, we've really increased the presence of the sheep in social media. Even with our donation, if you go to um, Serta on Twitter or on Instagram, you'll see the little sheep holding up a relief bed sign, asking people to donate their own bed on reliefbed.com. Yeah, yeah. And, and we've really seen that the sheep has helped us move forward and create a, a culturally relevant tie with our consumers. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what's happening on Serta. And then we talked a little bit about Simmons, and absolutely we're establishing brand awareness and brand presence there. And so we've really overhauled the model. We used to advertise more to retailers, and we're really shifting to it's, it's all about the consumer, get to know your consumer, yes. and then be present in the channels that matter to them. Yeah, that's incredible. And, and, and something within that um, that you mentioned, you know, they didn't have a full-time CMO before. Similarly, you mentioned earlier, you know, walking into a boardroom, 50-year-old male executives, that's, you know, the only demographic in there. Um, and you, you got to walk in and pitch this concept to a 150-plus-year-old brand. So something I'm curious to hear from you is how have you gone about what I would call kind of carving your carving your position and carving your job in terms of like what your responsibility and executions are. Something I always find interesting, particularly with the younger demographic is they might be, you know, starting in their marketing internship or they might be uh, g- graduating and now they're a social media manager at a company or, or they just do this. And for a lot of those, you know, small to mid-sized businesses and even some larger ones, their job might just entail some of the same old, same old that you would see. But that individual might, you know, see some things that the company isn't seeing, but how do they determine, you know, if, is that my responsibility? I'm not supposed to do that, but I know it would be beneficial. So I'm very curious to hear from you if you can, if you can chat any insight or just your approach to really carving out your role and responsibility. Because if I had to guess, there likely wasn't, hey, we need a CMO that's going to launch a new Gen Z millennial focused brand and then launch a TikTok influencer campaign. And that's, that, that probably wasn't in the job title, right? No, it wasn't. And yeah. actually, I'm still trying to explain to the sales force what TikTok is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's been, it's fun. I love my job. Yeah. And what I like about my job, and to answer your question about how, how do you drive change, which was a big part of your question, is yeah. you, you have to have a vision. And so when I step into an assignment, I assess where we are, and then I establish a vision for where we want to go. And then the way that you truly transform a brand or a company or the assignment in your own is you need to, to sign up other key stakeholders 
to mm -hmm. subscribe to your vision. So yeah. I do a lot of collaborating and communicating. And I find key partners. And once you have a couple of key partners, it only takes a couple of you in an organization and you can drive tremendous change. And what's been particularly fun about this, uh, this assignment I'm on is that it has been highly disruptive. Yeah. So to, to overhaul a 150 year old brand and make it a Gen Z brand and talk about TikTok is completely the opposite of what was being done at this company before that. Yeah, yeah. And we've added a lot of color to the product. So if you walk into a mattress store, you're gonna see pretty much all white and maybe a little bit of off-white and some grays, yeah. but there's no color. And I, I saw that as a big opportunity too. You know, where's the color? Where's the design? Where are the fashion trends? You know, we're just completely missing all the big opportunities to appeal to a younger audience. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. And I think a keynote there was that you need buy-in from others. You need collaboration. And so for a lot of the younger demographics listening right now, and I can obviously attest to this, you know, is uh, there's this notion that you need to, that, that the older generations are just your manager and they don't listen to you, but, but really you need to get that ultimate buy-in or else you're not gonna be able to move in that particular direction. And it doesn't have to be your direct report, but you know, it could be someone else in the firm, but it's likely not gonna be something that you can do entirely alone. Uh, you know, some, someone, uh, someone just with a crazy vision that's operating alone, they might just think you're insane, but if you get buy-in from some other people, now it's a little bit more reasonable it's still got to be out there, right? Because it's marketing, of course. But uh, yeah, well, uh, you know, this has been, you know, incredible in terms of capturing insights, knowledge um, around, you know, specifically, you know, how you take a, an older brand, innovate those processes. Obviously, very curious to see how this TikTok campaign rolls out. Is there anything that you see in the next, you know, next few years, whether that's within AI, within, I think, you know, virtual reality, augmented reality as well, um, that is going to be a new disruptive technology to your industry that you're working on, at least researching to see how you might position for it. We are looking at uh, VR and AR and all of those, but probably what's going to be the most disruptive for us is the, the IoT. Yeah. So when you think about the Internet of Things and the bedroom, everything wants to be connected in the household now. So yeah. you can really picture the, the bedroom of the future. You, you lay down and your, your lights go down and you create this environment that's very personalized for you. Yeah. That's where we've been spending the most of our development time. Yeah, that's incredible. And, and for those that, that are a little bit less familiar with you know, the IoT and the potential capabilities of that, could you literally imagine you know, a mattress like – it's all your devices connected and, and your things being devices. So now could you imagine your mattress being able to sense when you wake up so that thus the coffee pot already turns on, the stove turns on, you get ready to cook some eggs. Like there's just unlimited capabilities. So it's going to be incredible to see, uh, you know, the new uh, disruption of those technologies and how those play out. Obviously, I think we're, we're still a little bit a ways away from that. Uh, it's going to take some time. Uh, but but yeah, it's 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 good being able to know you know what what you're looking at from a CMO perspective. Yeah, yeah. Jake, I'd love to highlight one thing you mentioned. So you talked about young people having ideas. I love ideas. I love energy. I love passion. And for anyone that has an idea that maybe is at a lower level in their organization, all you have to do is find one key power broker above you that likes your idea. 
and that can happen. So yeah. I would encourage everybody to find people who are open to ideas. And I'm a Gen Xer myself, so there, it, there's hope that the, the Xers and Boomers want ideas. We do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, obviously we wouldn't be in business if, if uh, you know, they weren't open to those ideas. But guys, this isn't me just saying this. This is, you know, actual CMOs of very large established brands. So uh, don't just take it from me. This is happening at all levels, um, small startup to obviously, you know, some of our most iconic brands. And so, yeah, I, I, you know, I can't thank you enough for that, that insight and advice. And, and, you know, I want to personally thank you for taking the time to join us. Um, we might have to catch up in like 90 days again and see how the TikTok influencer campaign rolled out. Um, and, you know, hopefully the world is in, you know, likely a better place by then, but, but we'll obviously have to see. So I appreciate you for coming on. Got it. Jake, thanks for having me on. I had a great time and I do hope we can connect again in 90 days. That'd be fun. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Go follow us like this on socials, comment any questions you have for future CMOs and marketing executives in the future. Um, and go send a connection request on LinkedIn. Thanks.